to another week of Let's Talk About It with Lani and Rawani. This week's topic of discussion is pretty privilege. Yay. So excited <laughs> to be back here at Hills Podcast Studio at Bella Vista Hotel. Thanks for having us once again. And let's go. Okay, pretty privilege. This is a topic that I suggested um, because I talk about this a lot in real life. I've called myself out numerous times in real life, a couple of times on my own social media, but pretty privileged. And I feel like it's something that needs to be discussed. Mm -hmm. I have listened to a couple other podcasts on pretty privilege, but I feel like we're going to come from the perspective as the pretty girls, I guess. (laughs) That is so cringe to talk about. Say it out loud, yeah. Yeah. Like poison coming out of my mouth. (laughs) Yeah, like I'm not comfortable. Like, I don't know why I'm not comfortable to say that I'm pretty. Do you think you're pretty? Well, yeah, I feel like I've talked about it enough to be confident enough to speak about it. Yeah. I think if if you if you feel like you do benefit from pretty privilege and you have never voiced it before, it could be really confronting. Yeah. Or like it could be like a little bit make you feel a little bit uneasy. Yeah, I just don't I I have no problem talking about it, but I just I'm curious how it's going to be received by people who aren't used to hearing about it. Because yeah. like I'm just so used to that mentality of, oh, so you, you know you're pretty. Like you think you're pretty. And it being a bad thing. Tough life. Instead being of pretty. <laughs> instead of just being an observation. Like why isn't it the same thing? What, are, what saying, are you oh, complaining you're tall. about? Yeah, like it should just be like you're pretty, you're tall. They're two things. Like it's not why is one weighing more than the other? Yeah. It's interesting. It's interesting. A couple of questions to keep at the back of your mind as we start to unpack and talk about it. So I jot I jotted down like a whole bunch of questions yeah. and I just want everybody to keep that in the back of your mind and as certain things come up as we talk about it. So why are people fascinated with the beauty with beauty over functionality? Do pretty people deserve the attention they get? What is the point of beauty standards and why do they matter? Is the journey to self-love a scam if a minority of the population benefit by hitting the genetic jackpot? Did I fresh out just then? No. Anyways, how do we decolonize our thought process in terms of how we view the construct of beauty? Does being pretty give you a social advantage over your less attractive counterparts? What are our views on the concept of pretty privilege? So they're pretty confronting questions. Yeah. Like they're not ones you can just answer off the bat. Yeah, no. No, no, no. Do you actually know the definition of pretty privilege? Um, I looked up an Urban Dictionary one, but I feel like your definition is going to be better. There actually isn't. Like when okay. you Google it, there actually isn't a definition, which I don't know why. Um, but basically I formulated my own definition. So the concept of pretty privilege is that a person that is deemed beautiful or aesthetically pleasing to the eye, according to society, societal beauty standards, benefits and is privy to opportunities over people that do not meet these standards. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory, pretty privilege, privilege because you're pretty, like white privilege, but pretty. Yeah. Well, uh, I remember that in one of the polls. Oh, yeah. We can talk about our statistics if you want. Yes, we have those. So I put up a couple of questions on my own personal page. We both put up questions on the shared, podcast yeah. page, on the shared page. Very different because I feel like we have different people that follow us. Yeah. And then we have mutual people that follow us on the page. But did you want to start? Do you have your statistics that you have? So the main statistics that I have which was just the answers that people gave in terms yeah. of like them answering the question was how, um, what was it? What makes you feel pretty? And I wouldn't say I'm surprised with the answers because it pretty much just proves that it's all a scam. Clear skin, feeling confident. That was a good one. Fresh cut, 
straight hair, clear skin, eyebrows on fleek, fresh eyebrows, good eyelashes, clean brows, eyebrows, makeup, makeup. And then the two that were different from the rest of those answers were someone who smiles and the other answer was how I feel inside. I hate the smiles. Do you know when I was working in hospitality, the main thing, because I don't even like to smile. First of all, it gives you wrinkles. But mm. like <laughs> the fact that people tell you what to do with your face. Mm. Get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> Anyways. This is passionate about that. <laughs> oh, I hate when someone tells me to smile. Like, I swear it's on site. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> don't. Um... That's interesting. So makeup, pretty much physical things, things you, that you can, can change. Like products that you use to put onto your... Yeah, to enhance to beauty. En- yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. natural. Well, enhancements. That's interesting. I'm pretty sure that I said makeup. I said makeup too. Yeah, 100%. Because yeah. I don't wake up, roll over, look in the mirror and go, jam, you look good. Whereas if I like do a face... I don't wake up in the... Like, when I wake up, I'm not like, oh, you're ugly. Yeah, like, no, it's not a self-hate thing. <laughs> yeah, like get your shit together. <laughs> but it's not like I... I don't feel the same way that I would if I was to have gotten out of the shower, you know, just exfoliated and moisturized, even just moisturized and just that freshness of feeling better. Yeah. So I think it's a combination of the doing and the seeing. But this is also like in terms of just being, like you can just be your normal pretty, but this is, I'm talking about like a enhanced pretty. That's what I mean when I say makeup, because like, I know like, you know, your natural beauty is one thing, but if I want to yeah. feel pretty and be pretty as in put on pretty, perform it. And that's how I feel right. better when I do the part. Right. So that was like on the page. Did you do any on your own personal page? No, I didn't. I just relied solely on that one. Okay. And your one, because we had yours as well. Yeah. So the first question that I asked on my page was, do you consider yourself pretty, attractive, beautiful, etc.?" 60% of people said yes. 40% of people said no. Yeah. That's great. The second follow-up question to that, I don't think anybody really noticed, but <laughs> it was, if you answered yes... That obviously means that you agree that you're more attractive than your surrounding counterparts. Let me tell you, everybody that said yes, that they're pretty, beautiful, attractive, they either did not answer or they said yeah. no. So it doesn't, it doesn't Honey, add like, up. If you think that you're pretty, beautiful, like that, are, they're all like social constructs in terms of like people, that's outside validation that told you. Yeah. Because otherwise you wouldn't even know what pretty, beautiful or exactly. attractive is. Yeah. So obviously it, it was somebody else that would have made you feel that way. Yep. Or, or told like you. sold you that false idealization of yeah. what those, I don't know, what are they called? What would you call them? I say ideas. Whatever, yeah, yeah, ideas or words are. So, I don't know, and nobody wanted to really own up to them. Yeah. Wanting to, like, the fact that they're pretty. Like, obviously you are more attractive than your surrounding counterparts yeah. if you agree to being pretty. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. pretty is a comparison. Exactly. You're not just pretty. If you're by yourself, like... Yes, you can be pretty, but usually it's your prettier or better looking. Yeah. Depending on the context. Context. <laughs> context. Context is important. Actually, the only statistic that, the two statistics I do remember from our page that we did. So 50% of people said that um, like weight, being overweight or underweight, does play a, a role in their physical attraction to someone. 50% said it doesn't. And then the other statistic that I do remember as well was when I asked people if they've ever been called ugly, uh, it was like, so I think it was like 70% had said they had never been called ugly. Yeah. And then... I've never been told I was ugly. Oh, the other way. Yeah. Have you? No. 
If somebody did call me ugly, it was probably behind my back. And um, yeah. what do we say to people that talk behind our backs? And they were like, absolutely nothing. Yeah. Irrelevant. But as well, like when you're four, you get, you know, when you're four years old, I think that was the last time I was actually called ugly, but I didn't count it because like you're four. That's all you have to say is you're fat or you're ugly. There's no insults. Like, oh, my one's like just be muck around. Like you'd be like, ew, you're ugly. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, okay. Yeah. In that context. That sort of thing. Yeah, like, like, not like, like oh, what an like ugly physical yeah. appearance. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like no one's, Pulled apart my appearance and be like, your nose is this, your eyebrows are that, and your mouth is this. And they're all okay. I've never had that. No. My next question was, do you consider the concept? Oh wait, do you believe in the concept of pretty privilege? Ninety percent of people said yes. Ten percent of people said no. It's pretty interesting that the ten percent that were no were men. <laughs> interesting. Interesting. They didn't um. realize the role they played. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the next one, do you think? Beauty takes authority over intellect in society. 70% of people said yes. 30% of people said no. Which is pretty interesting. Mm. Depends. I don't know. Socially, socially, politically, and economically. Yeah. It, it differs. It differs, yeah. It differs in, in what category. Yeah. Like, so we could get into that a little bit later. <laughs> um, but yeah, those are pretty much the stats from my yeah and i actually so in the when i was doing the poll on um on our page when i had asked people like there's a method to my madness so the first method <laughs> was yeah look i personally i think people can actually know the difference between like who posting, puts polls up yeah. but like when i saw what you posted i was like I hate it. <laughs> I hate it because she's putting women up against one another. Yes. But I was like, no, no, no. There's got to be a reason behind yeah. it. And, yeah. So the method to my madness was firstly, I used the word pretty and I did put it in the little, what's it called? Inverted commas. Because I was hoping someone would call me out and be like, what's pretty? Yeah. I wanted to see if anyone did. And like, I didn't feel comfortable using that language. Like just saying who's prettier because I don't want to, I'm not about that. But that was a test just to see vibe that everyone had the second part of that test was i don't know if anyone noticed this but each girl that i put against each other one was a person of color and one was a very just a white person like miranda kerr and tyra banks they're not in the same league in terms of looks because they're completely different looks but, but in, in that was sort of like secret. if you were to categorize them in the industry that they were working they're in, in the same yeah. industry so i thought you know what and that's why I went with Cameron Diaz and Lucy Liu because I was like, Charlie's Angels, I don't know. I was trying to think of who is someone who is very, just by the, I guess, the white standards of beautiful. Like Cameron Diaz, blonde, blue eye, tall, skinny, bam. Lucy Liu, complete opposite, complete opposite. So I wanted to see if anyone picked up on that, like, or if anyone would say like... No one did, actually. I mean, I noticed because yeah. I was like, I would never do that. I would never, but yeah, because you know. and I was like, these people, aren't, I wouldn't even categorize them. Some of them in the same industry, but it was just to see if anyone was. And I was hoping someone would say like, oh, you know, um, maybe that person is not pretty, but maybe it's their their body's physically attractive. Like, which, what part of their body are you talking about? Because sometimes their face isn't the same as their body. Obviously, yeah. there was a few surgically enhanced bodies in that. I saw poll. you put Kylie Jenner. I was like, you dare? I know. Saying her name? I didn't want to put like, because Kim. Uh, People are probably like, oh, she's a hater. Yes, I fucking am. But half the world loves the Kardashians and the other half doesn't. I can acknowledge that. So I think that they're so pretty. But for interpretation. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not talking about their body, but every time I say they're so. They're naturally beautiful, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, all the extra shit that they're doing. I don't know why. Yeah, and like that, every time I say that they're pretty, I always get told, but it's fake. And I'm like, I know, but I'm just saying it's working. Like the, yeah. the things they're enhancing, they're like for the money they're paying, they're doing the right thing. 
yeah to get where they want to be to get the like the results that they want to see yeah it's interesting good. like their enhancements though are very much of like uh, we can talk about the beauty standards as well so eurocentric beauty standards which was the standard of beauty for so many years i would say i don't know it's dramatically changed probably in the last 10 to 15 years yeah it's completely different. So Eurocentric beauty standards being like Caucasian European features, which have, that's been the societal norm for, I don't even know. Yeah. I don't even know how long, probably before we were even born. Yeah. Um, and it's completely flipped. Yeah. It's crazy. And I think to be alive for that as well. So like what, 15 years ago, we were like, I'm not good at maths, but we're going to say eight, eight or nine, eight or nine years old. And that's also the age we were going into puberty. So we were being recognised like physically, but you know, based on our appearance and to hear the changes over the years, you know, I remember watching, I think it was Bring It On and they're all stressing because they're like, oh my goodness, my bum is so fat and they're upset about it. Right. Whereas now everyone wants a fat ass and it's just like that jump. I, I grew up watching all the movies, all the 90s movies where that's not what they wanted. They wanted to be skinny and little. Whereas the change that I'm seeing lately, it's about being thick, even just being more natural, but it's so different. It's been amazing to observe the standards slowly change while I've been alive. Like I haven't even been alive yeah. for that long. But I'm noticing that the the change in beauty standards is gone completely opposite. So from Eurocentric beauty standards, it's gone to I don't even know what it's called, but like the the physique of a black woman. Yeah. I don't know what you would call that. But like to be a a, a black woman or a black man who was told that they looked like a monkey. Yeah. Or, you know, to be, like, oppressed for so freaking long for what they look like. And to now. now, that same body type is being praised. Yeah, it's the it's ideal. A, the, like, it's a complete shift. Yeah. So that is what is in right now. Yeah. Sadly. Um, not sadly, but, like, in terms of people changing changing a, a com- their complete physique yeah. to fit what... I don't know, genetically is an impossible, is impossible. Literally. Like I remember I saw someone, um, it was a plastic surgeon and he put up a before and after of one of the Kardashians and he showed that there's actually no way, I don't know who, which one it was, that they can have that bum with their waist. It's physically impossible. So obviously that's how you know it's, it's been enhanced because, yeah. you know, girls out here, like I've seen people, like, oh, if I just squat a hundred times a day, I would definitely get an ass like that. But you're not going to because of every other part of you just doesn't allow for it you know i remember growing up i always my problem area has always been my belly i've always had a pot belly ever since i was yeah. little and it took me a while to realize that like you know that all bodies are different thing because i just thought like why can't like, you know my friends the same height as me why is her belly not as you know that why is that not her problem area and then now i'm like i took me long enough realize that literally our bodies are just different we can't all do the same things we don't look the same that's another that's another story there <laughs> It's a health thing. <laughs> yeah. I don't, know, I don't know. It's completely... Well, that's like in terms of physical features. So where... At what age do you think you realised that you benefited? Or like not even realise. When do you think it started for you? Um, the acknowledgement that, okay, you are you have a little bit more opportunities than the people that are around you. So I grew up with my nana, who's like my biggest fan, like my number one fan. So she's always been telling me how pretty I am. And I was like, it, it, she said it in a way that I never, I just never disputed it. Like she said it the way that people just say, like, your name is Lani and you are pretty. It was one thing. You know what I mean? So I never doubted it until I got to school 
And then I was just like, it sounds so bad, but I just acted like I was so hot. Right. And it wasn't until I got to be older that I realized like, when I, you know, just compare story. I'd say, like, you know, beginning of high school, maybe, is when I started realising, like, oh, I get treated a bit better in some situations because of how I look. So I'd say, like, being actually aware of it, yeah, maybe 12. What about you? Since I was young, like, <laughs> since I was, like, a baby. I don't know. People would say that I was a cute baby. And then I would say throughout my entire childhood, yeah. leading up into, like, my teenage years, I was just always told that I was pretty, I was gorgeous. And then I hear my growth spurt pretty easy, like um, early on as well. I think just for context, if anyone, no one's seen me, anyone that listens to this that hasn't seen me before, like in person, I'm 5'11", I'm just under six foot. Well, okay, look, I'm about to go into just like hyping myself up, but <laughs> I really don't mean it, but just for context and in terms of like what we're talking about. So I'm just under six foot tall. I'm 5'11". I, I have a pear-shaped body. I have the small waist. I have the big bum and the big thighs, blah, 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 blah. In terms of uh, um, features on my face, I was always told, you know what really irked me was I, w- I always thought that I had Eurocentric beauty features because that's what I was told. Yeah. But I don't. No, you don't. I definitely don't. I was about to say looking at you, no, you don't. Like, <laughs> I have fucking ethnic beauty features. Yeah. But anyways, conversation for another day. <laughs> but like, I was always told that I could capitalize off my looks so i don't really tell many people this story but i don't know why i'm about to tell like hundreds of people but anyway (laughs) but here we are i'll just tell you all so yeah so going back to when i hit my growth spurt so i think i was probably like 14 i guess i would have been like 13 14 it would have been the start of high school where i just shot up so i would have been like 14 and like 5'9 5'10 by the time i left school i was like 5'11 but because I was so tall and I was so young, I still hadn't grown into my curves either. I I ended up being scouted. So for anyone that doesn't really know much about agencies or modeling or anything, I it's basically somebody from an agency or for me, it was a family member who was in that sort of line of work who saw me, she approached me and she sort of spoke life into me and was trying to convince me and get me to get into modeling. And like, that's sort of when I started in that whole realm. And I think for me, I just wasn't ready. Like I was so young, I was so insecure. I was still going through fucking puberty. So I just wasn't ready to be in that sort of line of work, especially at such a young age. Fucking hell, I'm actually so glad that I didn't do it. But like there were like eating, like I had to start eating properly I had to start working out I needed to you know like make sure that I fit into a certain jeans and all that sort of stuff and I just couldn't like it was unrealistic because I was still growing as well so I think I voiced that I wasn't comfortable doing it I was still very insecure so then she was like okay we'll come back like in a couple years time because you're still growing and yeah that's sort of when it started for me but that's pretty confronting like for a teenager to be like Oh, you need to do this. You need to fit into this. Like, not the clothes fit me. I had to fit the clothes. Yeah. It's fucking shit. Because I think um, sample sizes for models. Are they like a size 8 to 10? It's like a 6 to 8. Yeah. Yeah. I was being generous. And when (laughs) I'm, literally, when I'm a size 6, 8, I look sick. Yeah. Like, there was a, I think I was 18 and I was so freaking skinny. I just couldn't, I couldn't do it. Like, it was so unattainable. It was not for me. But that's sort of where that started for me, where I 
could have gone down that route of capitalizing off my looks, but I chose not to. Very thankful. But that's probably when it started for me. There's so much more to that story as well, but I'll probably talk about it another day, just not today. Yeah. <laughs> but that's probably where it started for me. Where I where I actually the first time that I felt like I could capitalize and make money off my appearance. Yeah. But you know, there was something deeper within me that told me, nah, like yeah. nah sis. <laughs> Don't do it. But yeah. I was always interested in modeling, the concept of it, but I'd never seen anyone look like me do it. Yeah. And that's not even like, I'm not even like my- That was a really big thing that um, she tried to sell to me. Very fortunate for her because she, I would consider this um, woman, I'm not gonna say her name, but um, I would consider her one of my life coaches and she came into my life at a really like young age. So that was one thing she tried to sell me was like, you know, you could do this for Polynesia, Melanesia, you know, you want younger women to look at you and I, you know, you want that. Like when someone tells you that you could do something, like you believe it. And I, I still think like you can, but I don't think that I want to be not for you. <laughs> like the pretty face of this. Yeah. Like, no, I'd rather be more. Yeah. But yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot to take in. I know. I'm just. I, I actually, that's the first time I've actually said that story in a while. But that was a process. I'm actually still signed to an agency. Disgustingly, I just. Yeah, I just ignore the calls. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not shit. interested in it. Like I. Yeah. Yeah. I'm such a private person to the point like I don't want anyone to know who I am. So the yeah. fact that like we're doing this is a lot. But anyways, sidetracking. Yeah. Back to beauty standards. Yes. <laughs> I you know what? Oh, okay. So here's a question for you. Have you ever had anyone say that your features like like you were saying about your features about you thought they were so like Eurocentric, but you realize they're not. So something I get told a lot is like, oh, like you have a really nice nose. And I'm like, what do you mean? And yeah, like you're lucky nose, you didn't get an islander nose. My nose is pointy. As well. I, I, don't, very, I, I don't. I don't have like a. I don't like have a, the same nose. Button. I think that it's a button, like a. Yeah. Flat, flat like out of all my family, I'm the only person that I can think of that on the side, like my nose goes out. You know what I mean? Like most people have a bit of a flatter yeah. nose than me, and I never pay attention to it. I was just like, I got, I got what I got. Like I've never really like took the time to be like, are my eyes this, my nose up, my mouth up, you know what I mean? But then it's, that's the compliment I got about my features. And I was like, it's not offensive to say you're lucky you don't have a Samoan nose. Like, Yeah. I never really got that to be yeah. honest. Or like, okay, have you ever gotten, oh, you're pretty for a- For an Islander. In so whatever nationality yeah. or country they think you're repping. Yeah. It's not a compliment either. I get- It's I, a backhanded compliment. Yeah, it just means like, and I. But that's like complimenting you, but then bad mouthing the rest of your people. Exactly. Like, bitch, what do you put mean? Put us all up or put like, us all down. Square up. Yeah. <laughs> I get it sometimes, and I'm just like, you didn't have to add the rest of the sentence. Just say, I'm pretty and leave. If you want to, obviously. If you want yeah. to. Yeah. You didn't have to be, oh, you're pretty for a sample. Or like, and it's like, yeah, I'm, I may be physically attractive because the two of my parents combined made this. It has nothing to do with, you know, one country being more than the other. Or like not looking like the other. Like yeah. I just don't like the idea that because I'm of the lighter skin that I'm more attractive to the Samoan counterparts who aren't as light as me. Like, what if she had the same face in a darker skin? Does that make her? Will she also still be pretty? Like, just just say you don't like dark skin people. Yeah, it's a thing. I just I don't know how it's become such a like a. Where in time, beauty standards started? Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. But I guess for it, it to be like noticeable now that obviously 
more attractive people get more opportunities. Yes. It's like, where the hell did that start? Yeah. But we're also not talking about little privileges like, oh, like when I line up to get drinks, the guy next to me gets it to me for free. We're talking about like more. social advantage, political advantage, how you get economic treated. advantage, yeah, even for employment opportunities. Definitely. Like, depending on what industry that you work in, you will have opportunities over somebody else. Yes, like I don't understand that. Yeah. Do you know what? Like my first, not my first job, maybe like my, my third job. I went to a. I was pretty young actually. I think I was like eighteen, fresh eighteen. Hadn't really worked before. I mean, I had a couple jobs before this one, but. I wouldn't say that I was like a good worker. But anyway, so I went to this group interview. You know how they do group interviews and then out of that they pick you? Yeah, they call it down. So I I ended up going to this group interview. I would have been the youngest. And honestly, what I was wearing, I don't even know why the fuck I was wearing that. But like I was wearing like this skirt and it was pretty short because I'm pretty tall. And then I was wearing stockings and like had makeup and all that sort of stuff because I didn't know how the hell to dress for an interview. I'd never been to an interview and it was like a group setting. So obviously I stood out, but and I was also one of the youngest. So I actually didn't expect to make it, but yeah. straight off the back from that group interview, you like, you stand up, you talk about yourself, blah, 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 blah. I ended up getting the job. And then I think there were only two of us that got the job and I was like, what the fuck? Like... I did not, like, why? And then it's pretty funny because a couple years down the track, I ended up leaving that after a couple of months. A couple years down the track, they ended up coming to a place that I worked. This is hospitality, by the way. And they were like, oh, you know, everyone, I remember back you back in the days, like, everyone had a crush on you. And I was like, that is so, like, I couldn't even fathom that how uncomfortable I would have felt if that's what I knew when yeah. I was working there. I was like, is that the only reason you freaking hired me? It's just to look at? Like, yeah. I don't know. See, there are pros and cons to being pretty. I'm sorry. And I think the important- Everyone's probably like, wow. Yeah, like, <laughs> and that's what I was about to say. This isn't just us saying like, I'm so pretty, everyone bow down to me. No, this is no. just we're questioning why is it a thing? And also what are, what are like, what are the underlying reasons why we find people attractive? Because I think being half cast as well, we have, you know, a look into both sides. And like, I, for one, I know, I know without a doubt, white boys do not find me attractive. Because I think I just, I'm I'm more to that side where they, I, I don't know. I just, I just know personally, I've not had, that's not who's interested in me. Whereas whenever I go to the Highlands, I get a lot of the freshies trying to pick me up. And it's because I'm just, I'm so half cast. Like you look at me and you know, like you're half something. And like, that's just who's more attracted to me in terms of guys. I don't know about girls, never really thought about it. But it's, I just, I like to analyze like why we're attracted to certain people and what it is about them that makes us attracted to them. It's one of the reasons why I hate being center of attention as well. I'm pretty sure I've told Lani before. I am um, just like such an introvert. I hate being center of attention and it probably stems from the fact that I've always got it. Mm. Everyone again is probably like, wow. I'm literally the opposite. Nice. I love attention. Must be freaking nice. <laughs> See, I think but, I'm, we're on the opposite <laughs> ends here though. But like, so I always got attention, hence why I don't like being center of attention right now. And on top of that, I feel like too much attention on you like too much of a spotlight on you, there's too much pressure. Oh, definitely. And I hate being under pressure. Yeah. So, I know. 
I think we're just going to get so many people listening thinking. They're like, wow. These fucking bitches. <laughs> first, you want to come and talk about how you're half cast privilege, and now you want to tell us you're pretty. But you know what? Here's a thing. Okay. Go, go. Well, like, one thing that I wish we, we touched on, I was speaking to one of my friends about intersectional feminism as well. It's another thing with pretty privilege. So, interse- intersectional feminism, for those that don't know, it's like. For instance, for example, like a white woman fighting for equality is different from a woman of colour fighting for equality. It's the same thing for pretty privilege. So there are white girls that are pretty, but there are also women of colour that are pretty. It's different. We still have to work a little bit harder to get our foot in the door. Yeah. But yeah, that's sort of where I was going. It's like, for example, okay, so Tammy Hembra, I feel like most people know her. She's blonde, blue eyed, little, big bum. Looks like it's real because she does a lot of workouts. But I've I've thought this multiple times. If I was to have done her journey, because I am a bit more coloured than her, it wouldn't have gotten to the same place and not gained as much traction as quickly either because of the way she looks. And that's not even because I'm saying that I'm prettier or she's prettier than me. I'm saying that this is in terms of a race thing because when it comes to the the standard of pretty she's more on that angle and because she's white for example if we had someone of complete color who's a bit more colored than me trying to do the same thing did the exact same thing followed her steps i don't think they would have gotten to where she has so quickly like her success she blew up because of how she looks because she looks like such an aussie as well yeah she appeals to the masses social media as well that's a really big one. Oh yeah I, it's, i'm actually I, when they took off the likes the amount of likes on instagram i loved it I was a bit upset because I like to see the numbers. But no. now, then I was like, this is so good. good. No one knows. If they yeah. want to, they can click and have a look. But you can post whatever you want. I feel so, less, like so much less pressure. Uh, don't you find that weird that people literally take a whole bunch of photos and they post just the best one? I am guilty of this as well. Just for the likes of somebody else that they don't know. And they don't even know you. You didn't even know them. Yeah. That's why I get uncomfortable with catfish photos because I'm like, I don't even look like this. Like, don't I've, get me excited about catfish, okay? Yeah. That's a trigger right I there. Wouldn't, I wouldn't. I've had, oh, here's another thing that I'm just going to brag about. But like, I, over the years, have had so many people use my photos to catfish and it's it's sad. <laughs> oh, yeah. It makes you feel uncomfortable, but it's sad. Like, anyways, it's pretty funny because I saw one of the pages once and it looked so aesthetic. Aesthetic, and I'm like, where? Like, I don't even do this. Yeah, can they run my page? <laughs> Freaking hell! But yeah, I think the angle that I'm like, you know, out of all of this, the the point that I'm hoping people are getting as well is stop judging people by how they look. Who cares? I literally used to rely a lot on looks. Like, I all I wanted to be was pretty. I was fine. So I think majority of my high school, if someone said you're pretty, that was enough for me. I was like, oh, thank you. My job's done here. I'm going to go. Although I was doing all this extracurricular stuff, you know, like I was like vice captain, sports captain. I was on a debating team and someone was like, you debate. And I was like, which part of that's surprising? Anyone who knows my mouth knows I'm going to use it. But it was based on looks. People were like, oh, and yeah. it was just like, why is, why is looking one way having to, you know, why does it have anything to do with that? And one day when I was like, I think I was like, I don't know how young, we'll say under 10, I was so angry and I turned around to my mum and I was like, why don't people treat me like I'm smart? Like I'm more than just a pretty face. And I'm just, I can hear people laughing in the background when they hear hear this and thank you fucking bitches. But it's a thing. It's a thing. It's a thing. Because when you try so, like, you know, back when, before, before I got old, I used to read a book a week. 
minimum. I used to read one to two books a, re- a week. Yeah, I'm just getting into reading again. Oh, it's so fun. I've always been into my documentaries. I've always been into learning. And a lot of people I know don't get the attention that they need for their brains because society is just valuing too much on our appearances. And if you want to look good, that's fine. I'm gonna go look good. But for those who have more to offer than their looks, why are we missing out? Because you don't look a certain way. Yeah, that's another reason why I've changed like the way I use Instagram. I just made a Twitter, but like Instagram. So you follow me for a couple of years, yeah. right? Because we know of each other for a yeah. couple of years. So I don't know if like you've noticed how much I've changed what I post. Yeah. Like I'm having a lot more conversations. Definitely. Um, And I just, I got over it. Like I was posting photos of my face and my body and my health and all that sort of shit that used to draw people in to like wanting to know more about you. But it got to the point where I was like, I'm fucking over this. Yeah. Like I, I, we get it. You're pretty. Like, do you it. have a brain? And I do. Like, I, I honestly do. I love having like in-depth critical conversations, but nobody would know that no. by looking at my Instagram. They would just yeah. be like, oh, well. Just Your Instagram girl. before, you, you were just hot and you traveled. That's what I used to see. Yeah. So <laughs> I was like, okay, how am I going to... And you know what? What's pretty funny is like, I've cleared out my followers so many times. Yeah. And then we decided we're going to do a podcast and now my my page is back on public. So yeah. Anyway. But, I, I but I was just like, I, I if I wanted people to take me diff- like take me seriously and, and look at me from a different lens, I needed to change what I was doing. Yeah. If I wanted to have more conversations, then I needed to start initiating it. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to not post much about myself anymore. I'm just going to pretty much post my thoughts quotes i don't know have com- have discussions and it's really good that we have this podcast now so that now i can actually use my page for the conversations that i want to have yeah but i was like i'm just so over the narrative of pretty people just be pretty don't use your brain like because i do have a brain and i you know i would consider myself pretty smart but like nobody would know that straight off the back if you looked at my instagram probably like four or five years ago i was like you would have been like wow this bitch we get it we're we get it. We're literally <laughs> at opposite ends of this pretty journey because I'm here. So I know I've opt. Nah, I'm out. But you know what it is as well. Fuck so it. obviously this is from. Like, so the context with me is I've had two kids. I'm 24, and my weight has been up and down throughout the years, and so that's obviously changed the way I perceive myself, the way I've been perceived by others, and I think two things have come from that. One, it humbled me so much to put on weight. So before having kids. My heaviest I've ever weighed is 115 kilos. And that was without kids. When I was pregnant with both kids, I weighed 115 kilos. So at one point I weighed the same as having a whole ass baby in me. So during that time, I think it was after, it was after school. It was after school and then um, I was in uni and stuff. And um, I just noticed how people treated me. And oh my God, I was so upset. Like it just got so depressing because- Do you think that would- was because of your weight gain? See, yeah, I, I there's nothing else because I was the same person. And I also realized I, I lost friends, which I'm not gonna say is because of the weight gain, but it's just, I wasn't that person anymore. And like it, it changed me a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. And I remember the, um, I made a lot of good friends though. So I lost friends when I put on the weight, but I also gained some really good friends because I wasn't trying so hard. I wasn't trying okay. to look a certain way. I wasn't also trying to be friends with the prettiest girl in the room because I had a really bad habit of doing that. I'd pick a pretty girl and say I want to be her friend. You know what? That's pretty funny because that—that that is what I feel. Yeah. 
I feel like people would want to only speak to me or like every time they would come to me like let's take a photo and I'm like I don't really uh, don't want to take a photo but okay <laughs> or like be like well let, let's hang out or something and yeah. I remember when I was overseas once and like one of these girls like I'd never met her before but she just wanted to hang out I'm not gonna say where I was because then she probably know but like she wanted to hang out with us and just take photos and I'm like like, I don't even know you. Like yeah. this does this isn't authentic. This is yeah. like you're doing all this shit. You're doing the most just for the gram for people that you don't even know. Like, like why? Just, yeah. But that's what I noticed. Like just and people are like wow. People want to like <laughs> people are like wow. Wow. She's complaining <laughs> about struggles. people wanting to be friends with you. But like I don't it's want your you friendship if it's not authentic. I don't yeah. want I don't want your attention if it's for the wrong reasons. Yeah. I don't want to have a conversation with you if you want something at the end of it. It's yeah, like it's not that's, transactional. This this isn't what this is. Like yeah. this is why I only have like two best friends and my partner. Exactly, <laughs> like, yeah. Like I don't I don't need all the extra shit. Yeah, I made the best friends that I that I could have had made during that time where I just I wasn't so focused on looks not even my own looks other people's looks because you know when you turn 18 you start going out and stuff that's when you it looks really matter when you're going out and stuff and I remember I don't know what happened but during the break I just lost weight I don't know what I did I can't even remember and I wish I knew because I'd do it again but I just lost weight and I came to I came back to uni and I was walking like you know between the buildings and I and I overheard um like two of the boys walking behind me that I was friends with and they were like oh like go talk to Lani like what you know go see how her holiday was and then he's like where's Lani and uh, I turned around I'm like here bitch and he's like fuck off that's you and I was like firstly I didn't realize I looked that different and secondly his attitude changed completely I was I moved out of the friend zone did he compliment like your he was just yeah definitely a lot more and I was just like are we not bros anymore like how did it go from you know let's do uni work together to what are you doing later God, you I know, know what I, I so hate, I, especially upon meeting new people. Two things that I hate: one is when somebody asks you, "Oh, what do you do for work?" None of your fucking business. Career, like under capitalism, the fact that we're all working anyways. That's a not conversation important. for another day. Not important. It's not like anybody wants to work, or you just have to. And then another one is compliments. I hate compliments on exterior physical appearances. Yeah. Like, you know, when you meet someone, like, oh my God, you're so beautiful. Like, okay, so are you just talking to me because I'm pretty? Yeah. Like, why? What, what else? else? <laughs> like, what else? Like, yeah. I, I, which is okay and I get it. I get but it. I don't know. Like, I find it's like the lowest thing that yeah. you could ask somebody. And not a lot of people know this, but it's it's sort of like, it's I try when I meet people, I'm like, hey, how are you? I'm like, you know, ask something else yeah how did you get here i do that a lot with young girls because i know how it feels to be you know looks especially when you're growing up if you if there's too much pressure put onto that some people think it's all they have so i try not to compliment young girls on their appearance i don't want to say like oh you're looking skinny because i don't want them to think like it's an achievement because what if they're not well what if you've been throwing up in the bathroom and that's why you look skinny so i really try and emphasize like oh i love the way you've you know, did you do something different with your hair? Or I noticed that you've been dressing differently. Like, that's cool. I know there's still looks, but it's not. It's things that they've done themselves. Or I just try and ask other questions that aren't just based on people's looks. Yeah. I try really hard. Like, especially growing up when that's all that I knew was to compliment people on what they look like. Definitely. Um, it's because that's all that I had. And, like, constantly critique someone on their employment choices, <laughs> which... I no longer do that because it is what it. it is. It is what it is. You're getting paid is what it matters. Yeah. You gotta you gotta work to live, unfortunately. Mm. Um 
But yeah. Did you want to answer some of the questions that I asked originally? I think we'll finish with answering some questions. Before the questions started. that I started with that I got yeah. people to sort of like think about as they yeah. probably forgot it already, but we'll, we'll go over it again. Because do you have any, did you have answers that you had to them that you want to share? Or some. Okay. No, no. Well, ask me the ones that you most want to hear and then we'll have, we'll see. Why are people fascinated with beauty over functionality? Do you know what that means? Yeah. So I, from my interpretation of the question is, why are we more impressed with the way someone looks and the way they can do things? basically so this is probably coming from my pt background so yeah i am a qualified personal trainer and i uh, found yeah, yeah. when i was doing pt and i would consult with people they always would show like majority of the time like they'll show you like a photo or like i want to look, I like, this. look like this majority of the time you would have someone that it was like genetically impossible <laughs> to change your body to look like what they wanted to and they would do anything and everything to get that image yep. over what they can actually physically. physically do with what they have. And I, that was something that I tried to like, sort of like just change them and just manipulate yeah. them a little bit to sort of just be like, okay, let's get away from the photo. Let's just focus on what you can do because at the For moment real. you can't <laughs> even squat, can't even do a deadlift. Let's start there. You, you'd have no upper body strength. Like let's work there. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So. I always found that very interesting. Yeah. Actually, now that I'm here, I honestly think that every single person, even you, Lani, maybe you, everybody should learn at some point in their life the physiology and anatomy of their body. Yeah. If you are unaware of how you, you as a living organism came to be, if you don't know what your body parts do and what they're for, Maybe you wouldn't want to change them, yeah? Because there is a reason that you have the body that you have and why somebody else has a, a different body. Do you know what I mean? So start there because once you know why certain body part, why you have certain body parts and what they do and, you know, what their purpose is, I don't think anybody would want to change it. And not a lot of people, especially in school, they do not teach you the physiology and anatomy of your body. Something that you, you pretty much have to go and study. So that's one. If anybody wants to do some research, start I would there. Do some, yeah. <laughs> but anyways, back to my question. So why do you think people are fascinated with beauty over what their body can do? You know what's funny? I took that a completely different angle. Yeah. <laughs> but like I but is I'm just coming from like that, that's my PT background and what yeah. you see and what we like what we struggled with yeah. with our clients. Yeah. Because you know, you 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 join a gym. And then you're like, okay, I, you see Kim Kardashian, fucking Kylie Jenner, and you're like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do look like them in a week. Freaking 120 kilo hip thrust, but you know, you probably already have an ass. I don't know. Yeah. Like, or maybe just genetically impossible to have that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my thing. I don't know what route you wanted to take. It was so, no, but that's good because it just shows like our, obviously, like our experiences are shaping our answers. So I looked at it from not in a, not, not that, not that, definitely. I looked at it more like, um, in terms of functionality and beauty, like people get being chosen for their looks, regardless of whether they are functional or not. You know, yeah, so, you know because I, mean? I know like some girls would literally completely neglect their upper body, which a lot of women, it's a lot harder for us to build strength in our upper body, but completely neglect their upper body and just do lower body. Yeah, like um, okay, but you know your core is the main reason that you're like you're able to walk and all of that stuff. So it's like okay, something's got to give here. Yeah, you need balance. So that's that's sort of like my route that I'm coming from. Yeah, no, that's good because that that changed like that showed me <laughs> that I was like not Humble. going there at Humble, all. Real quick. Whereas <laughs> I was just thinking of like you know um, 
pretty much what you're saying about getting a job as well. Like, you know, you'll have people who are more inclined or to pick someone that looks a certain way rather than can actually do the job. You know, like um, in certain hospitality industries where it's uh, like predominantly female workers, yeah. I've had lots of, seen lots of pretty bartenders, but are they all good at their job? I was amazing. <laughs> well, it's uh, not all no, about kidding. you. But for example, that were there jobs like that? For example, right. when um, the shops like Connor and... What's that other guy's shop? I don't know. Connor and, um, you know, those men's suit shops, I see mostly pretty girls. So yeah. I'm not saying that they're not good at their job. They seem really... They seem like they're very, very touchy. Whenever I go in with guys... Um, yeah, but anyway. Whenever I go in, they didn't talk to me. They just talk to whatever guys are there. But... That's what I took the, took it as. As some people like just prioritize because they look a certain way rather than can they actually complete the job. Yeah. So it's good that we had that. That was good. Yeah. So just <laughs> one more time, everybody. Do your googles. Do your googles. Read a book. Learn about the physiology and anatomy of your body. Okay. Beautiful. I'm glad we're all on the same page. You're gonna put that in the caption, aren't you? I'm a hundred percent putting that putting that on the page okay because it's important um do you have any other questions did you want to ask any questions okay what is the point of beauty standards and why do they matter huh we can take this back to capitalism it's i was just gonna say yeah it's just, just another obstacle capitalism has put in our place to distract us from what they're, they're controlling us basically yeah, like you gotta look a, a certain way you need money to do that you gotta work to do that you need to go to the gym to do that you need to tick 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 all these things that it doesn't give you time it just to makes think it, about yeah it makes smart. it smart yeah and then you have to work as well so that's another distraction on top of yeah okay to pay now, your gym now i have to I'll look to, a certain way to there get your go. surgery you're gonna have to either find a means you can pay for it or just yes nothing against yourself. anyone that gets any work done because i'd love a butt lift i would love a butt lift but hip thrust what a deadlift. I'd rather save the 10K. <laughs> Some lunges. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, anyways, each to their own. Yeah. Is the journey to self-love a scam if I'm... If, let me just restart that question mm-hmm. again. Yeah. <clears throat> Is the journey to self-love a scam if I'm on... If a uh, minority... You know what? Let me start again. Decide the universe <laughs> does not want this question to come out. Is the journey <laughs> to self-love a scam if... A minority of the population benefit by hitting the genetic jackpot. Was there any commas in that? There wasn't. That's, That's probably why, why I was struggled. talking. Yeah. <laughs> so I think self-love lately has become a scam because we're being sold that you need to do all these things to self-love. You can do it for free. Literally, you can do it for free. It doesn't have to be. The journey to self-love is also a distraction because oh, you yeah. don't have. If you're you, busy trying to. If you already a, a, don't love yourself. And love is also a construct. Ooh. I love I love love as well, but still, it's also a construct yeah. at the same time. So it's a feeling. It's not... I don't know how people can, like, put a name on feelings, in my opinion, or emotions. I struggle with that. I just ate mine. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. I don't know. I don't know about the whole self-love movement at the moment. I get it. If you, like, love yourself, then you can love others. And it's important for people who have never heard of the concept to step into that. Yeah. They're also the easiest targets. But also the ones that feel like they need to go down the road of learning to to love themselves mm. are the ones that have given in to... Societal pressures? 
standards. Yeah, so it's all the pressures and standards <laughs> yeah. that were put in, in place for them. So I think deep down we know what we need, but looking elsewhere, doing your Googles and, work, you know, like buying a ring light is not going to make you love yourself because you'll look better. I like it. I mean, I like it. But some people, you know, like I know people mm-hmm. who they have this list of materialistic things that will make them love themselves. So once they get the ring light to take their good selfies and their eyebrows are on fleek, they'll love themselves. But it's not. It's not. It's it's all part of it. But it's just it's a scam. <laughs> but, and just to add up, it's a scam. I know. I was like, I could do a forty minute episode, but we're just yeah. it's a scam. I think you just need to decide, like right here right now okay i'm gonna love myself and then that's the process like the journey to learning how to love yourself it's you're going to get distracted along the way you're gonna find more obstacles you need to decide right now okay i'm gonna love myself yeah that's it i think my weight gain made me love myself because i was like shit if no one else is gonna i'm gonna have to but i was also like i'm still the same person i've just put on 25 kilos and it made me really question like damn were people not really like knowing who I was is that why I had no friends so then it made me really work on my personality to figure out which bits do I want to keep which bits do I want to shed with the weight and which bits and if I lose the weight what changes do I want to make because once Mm. I I lost the weight it changed my perspective as well because I was like you can't be friends with me now because I'm skinny and I have one less chin I'm still opinionated I still want to be the debate team I'm still trying to do all these extracurricular activities so it really like it made me I was like no 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 this time I'm gonna I stopped relying so much on the exterior. That was like my self-love little swerve that I had to do. Yeah. I think I was told enough, you know, like uh, I'm pretty, I'm beautiful. Yeah, whatever, like love myself. I get it. And I think I just always did. I didn't have to go through that to love myself because I I had enough outside validation to tell me. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm good. I'm good. Outside validation is what everybody is after these days, sadly. I also, I always had it. My personal theory as well is that everyone in life needs one person in their corner, no matter what, who never back down and they'll be fine. So like, that's something that I wanted for my kids to have. So mine's my Nana, no matter what, she's in my corner. I can do the worst, whatever, you know, and she will always be like, it's okay. I love you. And I, that's, it's a luxury because when you're a grandparent in my situation, you're like, she doesn't have the authority over me to get me in trouble. Like my parents can, so she can, relax and take it easy when she wants to but then kind of be like i am disappointed in you but i still love you whereas mm. parents have to be the you know the ones who put the, you know put their foot down and yeah my mom was pretty hard yeah whereas actually not really my mom was probably like the biggest fan like she would my biggest fan in terms of like if i had a my way i would dress like a nun i love being covered i love like clothes and stuff like that i my thing is like showing skin i don't like it i hate it like, so she, every time that I would go out, she'll be like, or, you know, go out on the night out, she'll be like, oh, are you going to wear that? And it'll be like, I don't know, like covered up, something covered. Yeah. And she'll be like, oh no, wear, wear something like that. Wear something a little bit more sexy. Like, oh, are you going to do, are you going to wear those shoes? Like she would like <laughs> critique me as I leave the house. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. So I never had like a parent there to tell me, oh, you're doing too much. Yeah. Or why are you wearing that? Why are you doing this? Because she would always want me to do, to do more they yeah. like, do the most and i'm like oh. not today sis yeah love it for it yeah yeah they all got us here exactly um how do we decolonize our thought process this is a really intense our <laughs> thought process in terms of how we view the construct of beauty 
I think first by acknowledging. Okay, let me just rephrase that question because that was really intense. It was a handful. I think I was like drinking some tea or like really relaxed when I thought about that. But when did it change for you? When did the concept of beauty change? Or how you view it? So when I was growing up, um, you can tell I'm a 90s kid, but my favourite Spice Girl was Baby Spice. My favourite High Five Girl was Charlie. Anyone who knows those two know they are the whitest, blondest girls on each of their teams. And so that shows where my mindset was. And around the time that Bratz dolls came out, I finally found a doll that looked like me. Jasmine, Yasmin, Yasmin, Yasmin. Mm -hmm. And I liked her because there was a black doll, there was an Asian doll, and then there was Yasmin. She was a bit me. I think she ended up being Latina. But it was the closest thing I'd found that I could play with that looked like me. And I think that began the shift because I was like, oh, we're doing this now. Like they, that, they kind of look, they look different. Yeah. And then I think I just... That was the beginning of it. And now I just, I kind of like when I'm assessing beauty, because we all do, we all look at someone and say like, if we think they're beautiful or not. Firstly, I acknowledge where my point of view comes from. And I just, I I look at, I wouldn't measure, I hate using the word measure, but like, you know, um, I wouldn't look at Britney Spears and compare her to JLo, for example, because okay. Britney's a white woman and JLo is a woman of color. They're both beautiful in their own ways, but there's just something different about women of color because they just have different features. And when I started to just look at it like that, it also helped me stop being stop being offended if people didn't think I was attractive because I was able to acknowledge that some people, their lens only allows them to see white as beautiful, which mm -hmm. means white in their physical and the shape of their body and their the blonde, blue eyes, tan skin, which never adds up, but... I remember there was a question that you put up about, or did I put that up? Do you reckon pretty privilege equates to white privilege? It was you, yeah. I think there were a lot of people that said yes. Yes. Yeah. But also intersectionally, there yeah. are levels to that. Yeah. Depends in what context, like under the social, political, economic, yeah. all of that, all of that sort of stuff. It depends on what route. What do you think? Like, what's your answer to your question? I wouldn't say it's equal, but I would say it's just about. Yeah. It's just close. about. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. But obviously like uh black indigenous, you know, women of colour or men of colour as well, like they would still have to they would still have a little bit more obstacles in the way. Yeah. But it would still be a lot easier than if they were yeah. unattractive. I don't know if anybody is into like articles and stuff, but I found a really interesting article. It was written by Susan L. Bryant. It's called The Beauty Ideal, The Effects of European Standards of Beauty on Black Women. So I'll just read it. Okay, so black women are particularly vulnerable to the effects of European standards of beauty because these standards, are, these standards emphasize skin colors and hair types that exclude many black women, especially those of darker skin. Using a social work lens, this article explores the black women's internalization of European beauty standards through family, peers, the media and society and the related outcomes of this internalization on self-perception, academic achievement, sexual behavior, employment, marital status and mental health. Sorry that I laughed. It's just because Lani's like making noise. But yeah. So a review of the research indicates that European standards of beauty can have damaging effects on the life trajectories of black women, especially those with dark skin, primarily in the form of internalized self-hatred. Suggestions are made for social work practitioners to address the effects of these internalized European beauty standards among black women through programming and clinical practice. So that's pretty much it. 
that whole paragraph pretty much um, is a demonstration of what happened through the colonization phases, like what the whites told the blacks, like we just needed to like sterilize you guys. We need you like to, they told them to hate themselves, to hate their skin. They were told that they were like monkeys, animals, whatever, which is pretty sad. Like that's just, imagine the intern, what, 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 what do you say? Intergenerational, I was going to say intersectional because I've said that a couple of times, but imagine that, <laughs> intergenerational trauma that would have to they would have to overcome like being told that for so many years yeah but that's even like i remember learning in school or maybe i looked it up so um obviously there's a lot of half-caste indigenous children or a lot of indigenous children who at this point they're mainly white and the, the reason for that is because they're like you know when they came and they colonized they we all know who they are yeah um <laughs> the idea behind that was that white white is better so they were trying to breed out the black yeah so imagine how that played a role in how people look and perceive themselves but also how we perceive people that's why that is why i'm saying when someone says like oh you're pretty for like because you're light skin i hate that mentality because that mentality is exactly what ruined so many families because they literally got the black raped out of them and breeded out of them to get them here i always take this back to some sort of abuse but you know what it is that's what it is that's what people had to go through in order for us to be here yeah and that's why it's not a compliment to be like oh i love your light skin (laughs) i know right i'm sorry for all your suffering we're just gonna hear talking about how pretty we are (laughs) the audacity um should i keep going um, Kenneth and Mammy Clark. I don't, know, pretty, I don't know if it's mummy or Mammy. <laughs> I don't know. But they're actually a married um, African-American couple. They're both psychologists. And they did... I'm pretty sure you told me about the doll test. Yes. Somebody told me about the doll test. But they were the ones that originally did it. But anyway, so Kenneth and Mammy Clark published one of the earliest studies on the effects of skin colour on self-perception among black children. This study now referred to as the doll test and made famous by landmark case of Brown versus Board of Education illustrated how black children were negatively affected by European standards of beauty. Um, where am I up to? The European beauty standard is the notion that the more closely associated a person is with European features, the more attractive he or she is considered. These standards deem attributes that are most closely related to whiteness, such as lighter skin, straight hair, a thin nose and lips, and light colored eyes, as beautiful. So do you know do you know all of those features? Yeah. So we'll get it there. So like all of those features that they literally pointed out, and to be for me to be told that I had Eurocentric beauty features, I was like, okay. So I was like, they almost make you feel like this is what's acceptable. This is European. Yeah, that's why you're pretty. But it's not what I have. Anyway, so it's it's sort of like they went through all of this to strip them of their you know identity and and to tell them that they're ugly. But now they're trying to claim it. Yeah like this in age it's like it doesn't make sense anyways i don't know whether okay anyways we'll carry on the detrimental effect of these european beauty standards on black women is a societal issue that is often unaddressed on a multi-system level black women today are subjected to incessant yeah incessant messages about european ideals of beauty through family peers partners the media and larger society If young black women stand in contrast to what society dictates as attractive, they may find it difficult to grow to accept themselves. As a result, the internalization of racialized beauty standards can perpetuate into a lifelong intergenerational culture of self-hatred. Word. 
that was a pretty. That it's it's a lot longer that article. If anybody wanted to read more of it, like put the link up. The link, or you can just like, what, what do you call it? DM, <laughs> DM the page, and we can send it to you. But yeah. like, that was a really interesting read, and I was like, what? Like, yeah, that's why. Like, I think like the at the core of this discussion, it's that pretty is not a privilege. It shouldn't be a privilege because a we have no control over it but also the root of why we find people pretty and what it means is not good yeah i really dumb that down i have a way of doing that <laughs> it's yeah but that's just but basically like, it. not gonna make pretty words up just to get the point across it is what it is like that's pretty much the it's, sum of today like it shouldn't it shouldn't be a privilege it's what i'm it's basically yeah. what I, treat me like everyone like treat in, everyone like everyone else based in on conclusion in conclusion your genetic makeup should not be like definitely should not be at the forefront of who you are as a person or how you get treated yeah or how you get treated or the opportunities that you probably deserve but you're not getting because you you're look. deemed unattractive mm. but yeah just treat people better it's look yeah. at them if they're pretty they're pretty but dig deeper find out more and don't just pick someone pretty to be with like in terms of romantic partners because um looks fade trust me when you roll over in the middle of the night, Mine their won't. looks aren't going to keep you warm. Mine are not going to fade. Okay, I'm going to speak this into existence. I'm going to look this age for the rest of my life. I always, yeah, I think I'm going to look thirty when I'm fifty at this rate. Because I, to still, be honest, I was like a teenager and I looked like I was like in my twenties. Uh, see, I'm the opposite. I so always, I think I finally have grown into yeah. what my actual age is. Actually, you know, someone said that I, I, they thought I was like 28, 29, 30. I was How like, did you feel? <laughs> oh my god. I always get it's okay. It's okay. I get asked Friday all the time. We're so going off track. But that's why yeah. when I say I have two kids, people are like, aren't you 19? I'm like, no. <laughs> but anyway, in conclusion, just if you're going to be pretty on the outside, be pretty on the inside or don't. Who cares? Just do what you want. And if you didn't know pretty privilege was a thing, educate yourself. If You'll you probably think we're take ugly, that's okay. Yeah, that, look, it is what it is. It is what it is. Oh. We are who we are. Yeah, if you feel like you've never ever heard about pretty privilege before, Google it, get to know it. You'll feel like you benefit from it, then they'll probably be a little bit more weary now. Like, oh wow, am I treating someone different based on their looks? Yeah, Yeah, that's all we want. Exactly. Open your mind. All right. All right. Um, follow us. Follow us on the page. Follow us on the gram. If you're listening to us, then you know our name. Oh, there's an underscore somewhere. Let's talk. Underscore about it. Dot. Dot. Pod, the podcast yeah we'll get there one day have yeah. some graphics too yes all right, all right so we'll see you out. on the next episode bye, bye.